brothers and fathers, listen to me, the God of glory, four words, the God of glory. And in those four words, he addresses all the false charges and all the false accusations that have been leveled against him. He just simply appeals to the God of glory. I think that's one of the pictures of God we need to recapture is the God of glory. Let me talk about that for just a minute. I think it refers uh, to two things. I think it refers, uh, first of all, to the Shekinah glory that we see of God in the Old Testament as God's people are journeying through the wilderness and they, they build a tabernacle and, and God lets his presence, his glory dwell there. And when God's presence moves, there's a pillar of fire, or a pillar of cloud that's going, to, uh, that's going to direct them as they travel. It's a picture of God's glory coming to settle. And it's just this thing, when I talk about the God of glory, I talk about the presence of God. And I think uh, Stephen was saying, wasn't being blasphemous that Jesus was the very presence of God come to earth. And we know that to be true as we understand the scriptures. So he's talking about the God of glory uh, as the presence of God. But when we talk about the God of glory, we like the presence of God walking with us, going before us, coming beside, behind, beside us and coming behind us. But one of the pictures of the glory of God that we don't like is one that's pictured to us in Psalm 24. In Psalm 24, the question is asked, who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? We want to know who's the king of glory. Who's the, the, the word glory talks about uh, weightiness, about uh, most important, who, who's top of the line, who, who is above everyone else, the God of glory. Uh, who is the king of glory? 